Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Hello, listeners, to a slightly delayed episode of BS Car Guys. We are glad to be recording again after a little bit of a hiatus. Welcome back. Yep, yep. A little bit of a hiatus. You had to go on a very important mission. See how I use that? Like, uh-huh. And Pleasure. then, um, and then you know, it's summertime and school is about to start back. So we got to get that last little bit of vacation in before you got to go back to work all the next week and be out of town again. And uh, yes. so we yeah. figured well, out some time to week, squeeze one in. Next week, I'm going to, to back to Cali. So, you know, home of all the, all the rides. Um, so I'll probably get to see some car stuff while I'm out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, from what I hear, Supercar Blondie is just walking around doing stuff, you know. Actually, I don't think I don't so. I just made that, that up. I don't know that that's, I'm not looking for her, but, um, you know, I did I did chat uh, yesterday with Brian Scotto from uh, Unigan, and uh, he and I Instagram message each other from time to time. But And, and the plan was for, for us to stop by Hoonigan uh, when we get there on Tuesday see what they got going on but uh the building is closed if you're going to be in the constant area in the next few weeks keep in mind that they are doing some construction at hoonigan um so the store is not open oh cool 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 see this is where you are more of interest than i am because i would never reach out to one of them guys and be like hey you know what i'm gonna be in town can i stop by your place you are way more adventurous and outgoing than i am and that, maybe that's why you get to do fun stuff. Yes, I know they're just people. Yes, I get it. People, people be doing people uh, stuff all the time. I, I get it, but it's all—it's like a you know, uh, I've had the pleasure of being around a couple people who um, are famous or infamous or something, and and my takeaway was those people just want to be left alone. It's like just leave me alone. <laughs> That is probably the case more often than not. So, you know, I definitely try not to bug somebody, you know, but yeah, we know some sad yeah, people, I, so it's okay to reach out. Yeah, so, um, and also, Bill's at a lake, and it's getting dark, so we're going to get through this thing, and then uh, we're going to get through this podcast. Uh, I'm trying to get y'all uh an idea that uh, came up from a conversation that I had and a couple of videos that I saw. But before we get there, we're going to tease a little bit what's coming in the future and with a little bit of news and seeing how while Bill was gone, you know, there was a new release of his favorite, most favorite car on the planet, and that is the Toyota Land Cruiser. So oh, in three okay, words, okay. Okay. so in three words, in three words, describe how you feel about it. I thought we were going to start with the Hyundai Santa Fe, but you, uh, you're going to go Land Cruiser. So, um, I guess three words. Words. Um, Defender is better. Ooh, ooh. And with that being said, uh, so what we're going to do is in the coming up in the near future, Bill I'll is going to give us. I'll give you three other words. Uh, All right, whatever. Forerunner in trouble. That that is a a sentiment that I uh, had to let my uh, dentist know. My dentist said hi. Also, for the record, and he yeah, said I, not all. He said not all dentists drive Audi. Some of us drive Forerunners. Yeah, 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, that little bit, little bit of preview. So, in the, in the future, uh, Bill is we're gonna do an episode called uh, a little bit of BS history, uh, meant both ways uh, <laughs> about the uh, about the Land Cruiser, and then we're gonna talk a little bit how we feel about this new one, and uh, of course, we're gonna point out what we believe Toyota is doing wrong, done wrong, got wrong, but uh, and if. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna try to do. Uh, we're, we're gonna probably probably try to do a couple more BS histories of like cars that are special for us. So uh, look, be on the lookout for that. Um, any other thing new that came out that caught your eye, or anything that you've seen on your travels that caught your eye that you want to bring up? Well, okay. So obviously the 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 Santa Fe. Uh huh. And it's huge. You you like looks, that, huh? It looks huge, and it looks like a box that was designed in 1987. And you like it? I'm not, I'm not mad about any of that. Uh, me either. I I am here for it. If, My wife says she don't like it that much, but I am I am here for it. If they would make an off road, like a trail version of it, with some some beefier tires. I'm all I'm all in. I'm all about it. It looks really cool. Well, they are going to make a uh, SXT version of it. They already showed it. That'll be cool. I'm down for that. I mean, I'd at least be excited about it. I wouldn't buy it, but I'd be I'd be down for it. Um, and, uh, you know, good rental or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be. I think that's going to be another hit. Um, I think so uh, too. Um, the Honey Out of Motor Groups. They. Uh, Man, they be sometimes they, they swing really hard, and when they connect, whoo, it's gone. It, it, it's out there, and I think that's one. I really like the way that vehicle looks. I, I think uh, it really well. I think I think it's just, you know, I think it is riding on the success of the Ionic Five, which was quirky and different, but it hit some people in the feels for an electric car, and so I think this is kind of just continuing that theme for, for the Hyundai Automotive Group, and I think it looks it looks good. I think their brand is moving in a direction that, that is really good. Um, yep. I'm trying to think of what other car stuff is out there news-wise. I don't think there were any other new cars shown in the last week that I saw um, or in the last couple weeks. I will share, so I was in Thailand, and it did really enjoy seeing all the cars and trucks in thailand and you know a couple things that really stood out to me the vip scene there is all about the full-size vans it's so the yep. toy and it's and it's all toyota so it's the commuters it's the the uh high ace or high whatever they however they pronounce it uh um, that's how we did it <laughs> and uh those vans are just tricked out uh, super oh, yeah. cool stuff, and so that was cool. But you know they don't have full size trucks, you know. But they got the uh, the Hiluxes and and the um, D Maxes, and you know when we did our mid size truck breakdown, uh, talking about all the new mid size trucks, and I went into some of the global stuff. Turns out I missed a truck. Turns you turns said out, every truck on the planet, and you missed a truck. Turns out I missed a truck, and it's a big deal because it's not a bad looking truck. MG 
makes a truck. What? And they sell it in Thailand. Yes, sir. I did the same face you're making right now. And for our listeners, that's the what a huda huh face. That was the face. I made that same face. I said, wait a minute. Uh, what's that now? And so they make a cool truck. And uh, it don't look bad. I'm not sure. It probably, judging by the way it looks, it probably shares a platform uh, with another truck. But um, anyway, oh. Mitsubishi Tritons. Yeah. Stanley's looking at oh, it. Oh, um, because Google is a thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. Google's a thing. Two, two dudes at Google. Uh, but so, um, so anyway, uh, midsize trucks are definitely the thing there. And specifically, you'll enjoy this sport midsize trucks are a thing so you know we used to have the mini truck scene here in the u.s with with the small trucks over there they do the sport truck thing but with the midsize so regular cab extended cab four door it doesn't matter they everything is running around on some volks or gram lights uh very like sport compact tuner car look but it's all on the trucks, all on the midsize trucks. That yeah. is like the hotness in, in Thailand. So, uh, you know, for friends on Facebook and you actually listen to this podcast, you go check out my photo albums. Uh, if not, and you just have to take my word for it. But um, anyway, a lot of cool trucks. I think that's probably the most stuff I saw there that was like tunered or uh, customized was pickup trucks. So very interesting. Southern Thailand car culture. Hmm. That well, that goes to show, like, uh, you know, you you still haven't been to Japan yet, right? Nope, not yet. Keep rubbing it uh, in. Uh, well, that's the only thing I got over you. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, I, I I'm gonna use this to encourage people. If you have an opportunity to get outside the country and experience another culture. And especially if if you're a car nut, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably a car nut. Just to see what different people do with, with just what's available. Uh, yep. If it's available, somebody will modify it. Somebody will make it there. Somebody will customize it. It, it will have a car, car scenes are in every place that they are cars. Even if yeah, they got the brakes. Yeah, even if they got to import them. And. To be honest, uh, you know, when I went to Japan and when I got to Japan in 1996 and saw sport compact cars for the first time and um, then came back and then seeing Americans essentially copying Japan and we're supposed to be the car country. And it was and to be honest, we we are nowhere close to what them guys are doing over there. They they do some hey. wild stuff. And um but at the same I will time, say, I will say similar to Japan, the other thing that I did see a lot of in Thailand was like the Nuggets. Remember, we did the Nugget episode on yeah, all the little yeah. cars, dude. Yeah. The, the the little uh, Nissan, uh, whatever I forget what they're called, and the, the the tiny little Hondas, and they they do the K car thing there. Yeah. Not as not not as in bulk as Japan, but there is a lot of subcompact. Uh, little cars that are, you know, lowered on wheels or, you know, kind yeah. of out. So, yeah. car culture doing good in Southern Thailand for sure. I did see a four-door Datsun 510 running around. Uh, you should have stole it and brought it back. 
<laughs> took a picture of it. That's all I did. It was at the airport. Okay. It was parked right up front at the airport with a bunch of cops nearby. So probably stealing it wouldn't have got me far. But yeah, yeah. Then you know, we you would have had a whole different kind of uh Thailand experience. <laughs> you know, the first day I was there, I did go to prison. So that that was part of our trip. Did you forget the A in there? <laughs> I uh, went to I a went prison. To, I, I went to a prison. I went in <laughs> prison uh, with 800 other inmates um, and you got to teach English in prison. That was kind of fun. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, so what what else? What, what other car and stuff did I miss here in the States? Well, one of the biggest things that uh, that happened while you were gone, or maybe it happened as you were coming back, uh, that is, we, you and I are not going to buy this, but it is significant to us for for many reasons. And um, Cadillac uh, revealed the Escalade IQ, the electric Escalade. Did you see it? Not interested. Didn't I just say we, you and I, are not going to buy this thing? It starts at one hundred. It starts at one hundred thirty thousand dollars. First of not, all, let's go ahead. And get let's it. let's clarify. Price is not not the thing that's making me not buy that thing. Uh, I'm for, not interested in an Escalade at any level, let alone an electric. And, but that's what I was about to say. We are not Escalade people. Nope. But once upon a time, we appreciated Escalade people. <laughs> Because you know, it, it it looks like an Escalade. Anyway, we'll, it looks like an Escalade, and it, I think it's a pretty good interpretation of uh, updated Escalade. It kind of looks like what the current Escalade probably should look like, but that happened, um, um, and some other stuff. But you know, we we can get there. We we can we can talk about what we plan on talking about. I saw you yawn, so it's. I mean, it's just just me yawning. And you also have absolutely no sunlight, and I don't want to see you fall off the side of a dock. I can't get, I can't save you. None sunlight. It's I like can't I save you. To you in a in a blanket. <laughs> I think I seen this movie where it, everything was dark around you, and it was just the light on the person's face. I mean, maybe if I'm like running around. <laughs> what are we doing, like Blair Witch Project stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go. That's right. That's right. But you know, it, I've never I mean, actually seen that movie. Did you not see that movie? Oh man, it was so hyped up. I was like, "No, nah, I'm not doing that." It's terrible. The whole movie is is a blurry film. Looks like it was shot on a calculator and one jump scare, and that's that's the whole movie. It is is not working. Is 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 all hype? It's all good marketing so, and hype. Um, so I was good to save my money for that one. All right, hundred percent. Yeah, you save you save fourteen bucks. Not going to movie. Um, oh, Grand Turismo came out. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't even see Oppenheimer yet. I don't know. Oh, oh, we're gonna have a whole conversation after this because you might need to go see Oppenheimer tonight. There's a bunch of stuff I need to see, but there ain't a movie theater for 30 miles around this place. All right, let's get into these cheap cars. Where there's a bill, there's a way. Yeah, that's right. Where there's a bill, there's a way. There ain't no theater. All right, anyway. Well, anyway, all right. So, this, like I said, this this conversation was inspired by a conversation I was having with uh, uh, some people about uh, there not being affordable cars and new cars on the market. And um, 
also uh, uh, inspired by the simple fact that we are very close, I think within $300 of the average price, uh, uh, the average transition price of, of a car in America being $50,000. Fit, I think it was that last time I looked at it, it was like $49,700 or something like that, which is crazy. And um, and in the middle of that conversation, I, was, I had the thought, I was like, hey, given me and the things that I like in vehicles, how cheap could I go? And, and seeing how I know Bill has his particular things that he likes, I asked him the same question. Uh, and we're going to get to talking about that. But first, I have a challenge. What is the cheapest car in America right now? Manufacturer, manufacturer, MSRP. I'm going to say it's either a Kia or a Chevy. Wrong. Kia is, the Kia Rio is the third cheapest car in America. The number one cheapest car in America, I think, is, is that a price? Is that a thing? I, I guess you're number one. Is the Nissan Versa at $16,755. I forgot they even still made the Versa. Yeah, everybody else did too. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and somehow the Mitsubishi Mirage costs more than it. Because who in the world is buying a Mitsubishi Mirage in 2023? That car, I didn't think that was still a car. They stopped making that yeah. car in 1993, didn't they? I, I, I'm sure. And it's not like the Mirage G4. It's the Mirage, the little thing that like has like a half a cylinder engine thing. I, there's no reason why half, you should ever. Half cylinder. Nobody should be I buying can make, I can legitimately make a case for you, the reasons why you should buy a Versa or a Rio. And I made that case to my daughter-in-law, which is why she drives a Rio. Uh, but... Um, but I can't make a case for a Mirage, bro. I, I, that's beyond me. I, I can't even. <laughs> I don't even know if I've if I've seen a Mirage in the last five years. Yeah, it's 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 if, crazy. If I did, it was real hazy and in the distance, and it may not have even actually been there. Yeah. So it was, yeah, a, it I, was a Mirage. So. Um, <laughs> you're just gonna keep going. You you you're just bad. You're just so bad. So bad. I see. I see. Thailand didn't take the dad jokes. I got you. You. Oh, how sir. many? Matter of oh, fact, sir. did you tell? Did anybody get any of the dad jokes? Because I know you no, couldn't. We actually had. We actually had a conversation about that while I was there with our friends who lived there. Um, and and I said, you know, one, do you guys know any jokes in Thai? Not that I would understand them. I'm just curious. And so our interpreter actually knew a couple. Didn't make sense to me, but. Um, knew some, and they were kind of like play on people's names kind of a thing. So, um, and then we talked about how, you know, certain, I mean, jokes just don't translate across languages really well. Yeah. Especially yeah. dad jokes, because most dad jokes are like play on word type jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if I, I mean, this is one that works in America, but definitely it doesn't work in another language or any other culture, really. Um, do you know why the um, the non-binary prospector moved to California? No. Because there's gold in them there heels. 
Why did I laugh? I, don't don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. Don't, don't encourage him. Anyway, hey, so the, the cheapest European car on the uh, in America right now is the Volkswagen Jetta at $21,760. And the cheapest American branded of the big three cars is the Chevrolet Trailblazer. Uh, wow, the Trailblazer, really? The, yep, the Chevy Trailblazer. That would not have been my pick. I did not. I would not have thought that was the cheapest Chevrolet. That's interesting. They don't um, still make the Spark? Uh, no, they don't do that no more. This list right here is a little, is maybe a couple months old because there is a new, most affordable uh, American car, which is also just so happened to be the car that I recommended to these people go look at. Okay. Um, um, Chevy uh, Chevy recently released a Trax, and, and Buick just uh, recently it released a uh, in oh gosh, is it in something? I'll look it up. But uh, they are the Who two uh, uh, Chevrolet and Buick. They updated Insight. And, uh, it's, is it Buick Insight? It's not Insight. See, now I got to look it up. So, so. The, it actually looks kind of snazzy. I think you would actually like it. Um, snazzy? Did you just say snazzy? Yeah. I did say snazzy. Being a speakeasy? Oh, oh. Uh, now, now you're showing ages. You said snazzy. The Investor, the first, the, the 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 Buick Investor, which are now uh, cheaper than the the uh, the the Trailblazer and the. Uh, the outgoing Buick, whatever the heck the name of it was. Um, are you okay? It looked like yeah, the, okay. the things came to get you. I'm uh, I'm I'm walking. I'm I'm relocating. I'll come back and get my stuff later. It's uh. Oh, the, did the bugs come get you? It's mosquito thirty. Oh oh. <laughs> evidently, down here in eastern North Carolina, they um, cross pollinate mosquitoes with turkeys. <laughs> they came together. I knew what you was saying. I'm gonna film on this dock on this pond on on, on this lake. And I was like, I'm you, you what, get up. I'm, I'm telling you what, dude. That one of them landed. I mean, he didn't try to bite me. He took my shirt off. So I was like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Like, let me make this accessible to me. But so yeah, the, she's like the, whispering she, in my ear. Let's slip into something a little more comfortable. All I was trying to do is get to know you. Uh, so the, the cheapest American vehicle on the market right now is the Chevy Trax at $20,400, which is the vehicle that uh, I recommended they go look at. It's new. It actually is a pretty good deal, in my opinion. But so um, do you want to go first with the cheapest thing, that uh, the, the, the most affordable vehicle that you would buy that's new right now? Or yeah, do you want me to get that first while you're relocating? I'm relocated. So, so he, here's my deal. I actually struggled with this challenge. Um, uh-huh. Like, sig significant struggle. Um, uh -huh. And it's probably not the struggle you would have thought I would have had. Um, okay. I actually, the problem was, I was surprised by some of the ones that I was like, that's going to be my contender. Um, 
actually wound up being pleasantly surprised at a couple, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll kind of go first. Okay, so first of all, let me just say this with the caveat of if I were looking at buying a car uh-huh. with with price ceiling being my number one criteria, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not buying new. Uh, okay. That's that's so. Take that with a grain of salt. That basically all of these cars that I'm going to mention that I looked at are cars that I would rather buy used, with the exception of probably one of them. Um, and and because you said the cheapest new car that you would actually drive. Given that my current criteria for my next automobile has one singular requirement, uh huh, manual transmission. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yes. It it did shorten my list. Okay. Okay. So here are my top contenders in some particular order. Most expensive of the cheapest cars that I would actually drive. Okay. 2024 Cadillac CT4V. How is that cheap? I I didn't say it was cheap. I said cheap. <laughs> how how is that affordable? How much is that? $66,000. See, now you're showing your privilege right now. Now we're showing that I make a million dollars a year. I said, I said it's the most expensive of the cheapest cars I would actually drive. That is, I like, I see what you did there with the wordplay. So, typical Bill, <laughs> you give Bill an assignment and he flips wait his assignment into, and make it to the slow, thing that he wants it to be. Now, I'm not saying I'm above that. Yeah, you 100% do it every single time. <laughs> okay, so that, that's the most expensive. Here's the next on the list, <clears throat> and it is on here mostly because it is cheap, um, not because I'm really into driving. Okay? Um, Subaru BRZ. See, I could have, I could have saw, I could see how that car would have made your list, knowing the things that you want in your next car. Yeah, I mean, let, let's just call it thirty grand, give or take, right? Uh-huh. So that was the next car. Next car, there's, there's three more. So I had a, a solid five cars, five top five. Okay. Again, again, most of these cars I would just buy used, um, except. Except for one of them. Okay. Next one. Mazda 3 hatchback. Okay. 2.5. Uh, pre- S premium with the manual transmission. Okay. $32,000. Yep. A car that I built and Mazda keeps emailing me about. As- <laughs> yeah, forgive me your email address. Okay. Now, this next one, 
probably gonna probably gonna hit me pretty hard on this one. Little little on the pricey side. But it is a car that I'm very interested in. Is more pricey than the Cadillac? No, no, I didn't say that. Less less pricey than the Cadillac. Okay. But 20, 2024 Mustang GT premium. Um vapor blue with, with the bronze package, so blue wheel gold wheels, blue car, gorgeous. I mean it is I want this car. Really bad. Oh, is this now, the car so, so you want a Ford Camaro with a gigantic touchscreen? This is the problem. This is the rust. <laughs> I, if I could find the right Mustang that's not a 2024, I'd buy it way faster with a manual transmission. One is cheaper. Two um, still has a manual transmission. And three, if I really was shopping on a budget, if I bought last year's version, I could probably find an EcoBoost with a manual. But Despite everything that it says online right now, you cannot build in price a non-V8 GT Premium is the lowest trim level and drivetrain level that you can build with a manual transmission on Ford's website right now. Huh. So until they get that fixed and let you build in price a manual EcoBoost, that's the cheapest Mustang I can buy right now. It's $61,000. All right, first of all, I'm going to go ahead and break your heart a little bit. The new EcoBoost will not get a manual. It's not getting a manual. Or it should just fix that. That's what I'm saying. They should just fix that. Oh, oh, oh. so it's not a website problem. It's a Ford problem. Track it. 100%. Ford, Ford, Ford Motor Company problem. Um, fix that. Now, fifth and final. The one I actually, like this is this is my solid pick. No second thoughts about it. I actually really just want to buy this car. 2024 Honda Civic Si. Okay. All right. So. Thirty-two. You said thirty-two thousand dollars. That's where you at. Thirty-two two hundred nine. Thirty-two two hundred nine. Which you you went Cadillac and then you which would way kind of weird. It is, uh, he put, you put some bill on it and went for the Cadillac. <laughs> but yeah, and, but you, but you settled in on a car, uh, which is the point that I was trying to prove. Uh, one of the points I was trying to prove is you can get a car and you can get a car, a car today with the things you want for under $50,000 or under $40,000. It's just most people. They uh, think that they got to buy these big SUVs when they ask commuter cars. And they think that they have to go get the newest electric car right now. And and everybody, it, you know, is it, marketing. You know, all, all these things that people want, they show the Explorer when you got one kid. You don't need an Explorer when you got one kid. Why? You know, like the, even the, the Santa Fe, speaking you know. Of, speaking of the Explorer, you know what they got in Thailand? 
Oh, they got it. They got the Everest. Got the Everest. You know what oh. looks what looks better than the Explorer? The Everest. Yeah. I've been you saying know, that for years. You know what I saw in Thailand? I saw an Everest with a transplanted front clip from a raptor. Wow. Mm. I never thought. Wow. Very, that, very good looking. I, you know what did you take a picture of that? What else? Yes, it's in my photo album. You know what else I saw in Thailand? A ton of brand new Ford Ranger Raptors. Huh. Is they've been out for almost a year everywhere else in the world. Not out here yet. Not here yet. Uh, uh, huh. I, I wouldn't have thought that they, that would be the big mark. A big market for that. Well, see, they had to get the old style Ranger had only been here a couple of years. They had to get a little more life cycle out of that body style mm-hmm. before they the new one. The new one's been on sale for two years everywhere else in the world now. And one year is the Ranger Raptor. And then, then next year it'll be in the U.S. So, um, so anyway, so a uh, you were saying, and I agree, people who have one kid are marketed to buy an SUV that's way bigger than they need, which is mm-hmm. dumb. You should not do that. I agree. Yeah. And so you just end up spending more money than you need to spend when you just don't have to. And um, there are vehicles out here that you can't afford that are that don't completely break the bank. Uh, and that was the point I was trying to prove to uh, the, the young people who I was talking to. And... Um, so how many cars do you have on your list? Are we starting uh, with the Elantra N or are we in? No, we're not starting with the Elantra N because the Elantra N did not make my list for a reason. For a reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'll get there. Uh, before I get there, I had to uh, I, I had to follow up on a thing that I was uh, we were talking about right before we started recording. Um, you picked the Mazda three, and I. Uh, and I legitimately have that car built, and Monster keeps sending me emails about it because I was inquiring about it, and I gave them, I didn't foolishly give them my email address. I wanted them to give me my uh, email address so they can, so I can keep this in my mind that that car is on the hit list. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but I gave some criteria. Um, to be honest, I'm considering it. I am. You know, sometimes people tell you, you keep hearing people say that a vehicle or a thing is good and it's good and it's good. And there's pretty much a consensus that it's a good thing. And then you try it out and then you realize it's like, oh, this really is good. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm I'm surprised at how much I like uh, the CX-5. I'm glad I went with the turbo. I'm glad I went with the the non-common color. And you know my wife loves it. I love it, and it just it 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 it, it clicks all the boxes for what we were looking for, and better than the the competitors that we were looking at. And the other part was I was able to pay MSRP and not pay a five thousand dollar market adjustment and all yeah. the other crazy stuff. Big, big part. That's a big part. You know, I I really so you know one of the cars that was on my list was this PRZ, and I actually went back. Sports in in that category of two door cheaper sports car. I don't know if you could tell. I kind of did like 
sedan and two door and sedan and two door. So um, I really actually went back and forth on the two door side between the BRZ and the Miata. And, mm-hmm. you know, I personally prefer a fixed roof over a convertible, um, sorry, mm-hmm. convertible. Um, but um, the, the Miata, I think it's like touring or grand touring or something. Mm-hmm. It, like the target top basically instead of a full convertible yeah it, it I, I almost put it on the list instead of the brz but there's just something just slightly more practical about the brz that spoke to me and i was like okay i, I probably would drive a brz more than i think uh, and I understand where you're going there. And um, the B, uh, the crazy thing is, of the Mazdas, the 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 RF is uh, is the choice. Um, so what I did was I added some criteria to uh, things that I had to do. So the car, the car had to ha- be really close to 200 horsepower or more. I'm oh, not. Wow. Yeah. So. And the my and, and the my, even though the Mazda only has 181, uh, it's still I was able to get past that because it's a, a pretty lightweight car. And of the two door coupe slash sports cars, if you want to if you want a sports car in 2023, and you're on a budget, there are three cars you should look at: is the the Miata, the BRZ, and the 86. And yep. everything everything after that, you're spending forty fifty thousand dollars. It's, and that's just what it is. <laughs> I, would case, I would make the case that there is no logical reason today to buy a super. No, 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 no. I mean, with the BRZ being as good as it is, and uh, with well, with all three of those cars being as good as it is, unless you want a super, you just want a sporty car that just don't, 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 just, just just don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. So, so I kind of the Yada major list. Yeah. So uh, so it had to have close to two hundred, uh, at least two hundred horsepower. Even though the Mazda didn't have two hundred horsepower, it still made my list because I just wanted to put it there. It had to have premium audio. I am mm. not a thumper. I I am not a thumper anymore. But every now and then, I need to hear bass in my. I need bass in my life. And if you, if a subwoofer ain't in the car, <laughs> I ain't buying it. <laughs> so you you would have appreciated our our van that we were riding around in in Thailand. We had three. I think they were eleven hundred watt amplifiers in mm. the side panel of the van. He had two fifteens in the back, and like. 26 speakers in the side of that. It was ridiculous. And I am so glad for him. See, that's a culture that we are missing now in America, yes. the custom car audio scene. And it's partly because, you know, with these new cars, you can't really swap out head units. And doing it is a, to be honest, when you, it's not as, it's not as complicated as most people, uh, uh, as it, it's not as complicated as you think it is, but it's so different because you can't change the head units no more. 
and you kind of got to get past factory amps and do all this other stuff. But it really, when you break it down, it really isn't that hard because a lot of these places like Pack Audio sell adapters for that stuff. Right. Our um our interpreter, she she was driving a 2013 Hilux, manual transmission, diesel engine, fantastic. I love the truck. It's so great. So you're a fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole center console. So she had like a big touchscreen navigation. I mean, it it looked factory. And like the third day I was riding with her, I was thinking to myself, well, how would Toyota have put a digital clock like behind this screen with a clock on it? And then I asked her, I was like, that's not stock, is it? And she's like, nope, it's aftermarket. And I was like, wait a minute. How much of this is aftermarket? And she's like, all of it. So the whole center console is aftermarket. New oh. screen, new vents, new heating and air controls, everything from 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 the like where the gear shift mount all the way to the top of the dash, the whole center of the console, all aftermarket to get that factory Toyota tiny screen out and get mm-hmm. a big touch screen in there. So the rest of the world has figured out you got to change out these head units. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, I'm going to plug a YouTube channel, uh, Five Star Audio down in uh, Clearwater, Florida. If you watch a couple of their videos, I mean, there are ways to get around these head units, but you can still see that the head unit is, is it because it, it's tied into everything now. It, yeah. It's the thing that you just kind of got to deal with. But like they do, they did a video on like a brand new Accord, and getting around that amp and stuff. It really isn't that hard. It's it's really not that hard. But you, you know, but you don't get the, the coolness of having a new head unit. But <laughs> anyway, so what, what's sports your cars. So if you're going to look for a sports car, my recommendation recommendation of staying under this fifty thousand dollar mark and staying uh, on budget would be to go get a Miata. Uh, Miata. And if you don't, if you absolutely can't deal with the convertible part, go get a BRZ or uh, or uh, 86, and you can stay under the the national average all day long. But it isn't what was I would buy. Also, uh, was that also a goal for you? Was to stay under the national average? Oh yes, 100%. I didn't know that. Okay, so you you really gave yourself a bunch of criteria. Yeah. Uh, other things I like in vehicles is you're gonna call me bougie, but you just gotta deal with it. I yeah, like heated seats. Bougie. I like heated seats. I'm not buying another vehicle that don't got heated seats in it. My lower back hurts a lot. Uh, they help me. And there, you can just shake your head at me all you want to. <laughs> and you can get heated seats in it. <laughs> no, no comment. I, listen, I. At the risk of being more bougie, I mean, I picked a sixty-six thousand dollars car. At the, exactly. at the risk of massaging seats, I clicked massaging seats in mine. Um, let me just say, I'll never own another car that doesn't have ventilated seats. See, I can. <laughs> I would rather I, have air-conditioned seats all year round than heated seats. See, I I, under, I completely understand because I'm married to a lady that refuses to do that as well. <laughs> She's like, look, I make decent amount of money. I am having air blowing through these seats. And that's what you just got to go. She looks at me, go find it. I want I want the thing with 
they need to have heated and cool seats and go find it, which, you know, it helps me being who I am. Um, uh, so in the SUV game, um, to be honest, if you're looking, if you, if you need an SUV crossover, you know, the lifted wagon, whatever, you know, all the things that we apply to, and if you have a, yeah, yeah, a hatchback. If you got a small family and you absolutely are convinced that you've got to have a crossover, 100% honest, go look at the Chevy tracks. I'm going to see if I can share my screen with you a little, a little bit. That vehicle, that vehicle looks way better than it needs to, looks way more expensive than it needs to, and is an amazing deal. Is it pretending uh, to be a minivan or? No, no. It, it, I don't believe it's pretending to be a minivan. Bad uh, hatchback. And just because I know you didn't, you wouldn't look at this thing. Can you see that? Yeah, it's a fat hatchback. It's fat. It's, it's fat hatchback. It's not a minivan though. Nope, it's not a minivan. It's a, it's an overweight hatchback. Yeah, I did one, and it's brown. I like I like brown vehicles. That thing is a handicap hatchback. You see, there you go. You you and your bouginess. Um, but if you for some. if you've convinced yourself that uh, uh, crossovers are not are crossovers and not uh, station wagons and hatchbacks, and you got to have one because that's what that's what your your uh, the people told you that you listen to. Go and you want you're shopping on a budget. Go look at that, which leads to. Uh, if you have a rescued golden doodle, that's that's the car for you. Which leads to my um, second trivia question is, I asked you before this, uh, what do you think is the least expensive all-wheel drive crossover in America is? I told you that when you answer this, you're going to know number two, but you're not going to know number one. See, I, I feel like I feel like it might be the like Kia Soul, but I don't know if that's all wheel drive. Can you get it all wheel drive? It's not all wheel drive. Jeep Renegade. Nope. Wow, I did I did not think you would miss this many times on the I second don't. one. Number two, the the one I thought you would give is Subaru. They but don't the, make a, the, they don't make an SUV. With, oh, so, the Ascent. That's no. That's it. No, Bill. The the thing that not your definition of an SUV, their def- definition of an SUV. Oh, 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 overweight. Okay, overweight hatchback. Yeah. Uh, but the answer is, it's the Mazda oh, 630. Oh, the CX30. Yeah, that makes sense. Is wait, that's more expensive than. Uh, um, it's less expensive than the Subaru and with all wheel drive. More expensive. The Impreza is still just a sedan, right? The Impreza is a is a um, yeah sedan. Uh, no, it's a it's a hatchback there, a final hatchback now. They don't do the sedan no more. Nope. By the WRX. The WR with well, the WRX that doesn't have an Impreza badge on it anymore. What? What do they do? I stopped, I stopped keeping up with Subaru, man. I'm telling you. They need to stick to saving puppies or something. I don't know what's going on. 
So, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a WRX, and you're gonna like it. And because when I bring it up there to drive it, are you gonna have all the plastic removed from the outside of it, or what's your plan? Uh, oh, speaking of which, good point. Uh, manufacturers, I know y'all are listening to us, so I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I putting plastic, hard plastic fenders on your vehicle does not make it look off-roady or sporty. And, and in my opinion, it just makes it look ugly. So Mazda, please have an, a version of the CX-30 or this, uh, the CX-50 that does not have them ugly plastic fenders on it. Ran over. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I think the portions on the CX-50, the Meridian trim package, I'm not mad at it. I think it, it actually looks pretty cool. That's the only one it should be on. Yeah. It, I mean, with that roof rack on it, it actually looks pretty cool. It's oh, it does look pretty cool. It does look pretty cool. Uh, Giselle uh, said it looked too much like a wagon. That's why we didn't get that instead of the 650. That's what I like about it is it actually looks like a wagon. That's what I like about it, too. But <laughs> you know, like you think you're an SUV because you're not. Um, okay, so that's the cheapest. So the Subaru ski. Um, no, is it the, no, the, CX, the CX-30 Outback? is cheaper than the Subaru. Okay, but the Subaru is number two? Yeah. That's is the one the, I thought you would get. Is it the Forester or the Outback? It is the, uh, uh, the it starts with an S. Oh, gosh. Wait, where's the thing at? Yeah, it's the Crosstrack. The Crosstrack start. The cross track starts at $25,000, and the, the Mazda starts at uh, $22,000, I believe it was. Wait, wait, wait. We got you spell cross track with an F? Did you? Are you picking at me? You said it starts with an S. No, I, I thought it said S, but it's not. Okay. I got worried for a second. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, he's been eating the crayon. Yeah, that's what you're living on a military base. Yeah, yeah. I, I military educate, uh, military educated. Stanley did I, math for Marines, but not spelling for Marines. Yeah, yeah. The Mazda starts at $22,000 and comes standard with all wheel drive, which undercuts the Subaru by like $2,000. Wow, $2,000. I mean, that's actually sizable. I thought it was going to be like $500 difference. Mm. And Mazda. And I mean, it's it's smaller, and uh, which is cool with me. And because I think it, you know, I wouldn't pick the CX thirty over the Mazda three hatchback. But and and how much is a new? Well, how much does it start at? Uh twenty two nine. Was it? So really, by the time you build one with some decent options on it, you're pushing thirty. Um, if you want the turbo, to be honest, the only way you really get over thirty is is you go the turbo premium, and it's like thirty four. Yeah. Um, so you're saying but, uh, so? What else you got on your list, or that was your all right, list? So, so the last thing I have on my list is it's the sedan portion of the, the conversation, and my next vehicle probably is going to be a sedan of some sorts, and. Okay. So knowing my criteria of having at least 200 horsepower, having heated seats, having that on a premium audio system, there were two vehicles that, that fit that criteria, right? Um, that 
that filled that filled that niche. They they were neck and neck. And I picked the one. If I had to buy it today, I would pick this one. But if I had to buy it six months from now, I'll pick the other one. Six months from now, I'll pick the other one. And that is the 2023 Kia Forte GT manual. I knew the Kia was coming up. I knew it was going to be the Kia. I am telling you, that is the most slept-on car in America, bro. I don't like the way it looks. I know you don't. But for what you get, it is. I agree. I agree. I had it on the list, took it off the list, put it back on the list, took it back off the list because I'd rather have a sip. It's I, for me. It's worth it to spend the extra money to not like get a cold chill gag reflex every time you got out of your car. And for you, I understand. I would not kick you out of bed for buying a Civic. I would kick you out of the house for buying a Civic. I wouldn't vote you off the island for buying a Civic. I appreciate Just, the Civic outside. They would kick you out of bed. That's the bed. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't do I I I, I can't because I, I like that car. I appreciate that car and all those other things. But I just get more by going with the key. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just get, I get, I get more. And if I chose to go with the automatic, I can do that in the Kia. I didn't. But <laughs> and how much was the Civic that you looked at? Thirty-two. The Kia is twenty-six. Because it's a Kia versus a Honda. And and I still get more stuff. And my my son has a forte that he has a, he he has been playing bumper cars with for the last three years, and he hasn't killed it yet. Which means I could drive it for twenty five years. <laughs> I I suppose you're right. And the other the other car that was like neck and neck with it was um it was actually the Hyundai, uh, it was the Hyundai, but it wasn't the in line it was uh it wasn't the end it was the in line the next okay. year version and because i think the the one that's coming next year is going to look it looks better than the, the one that's out this year but I, I i mean i thought about the civic and i looked at the uh oh gosh i just, it just and i wanted to go mazda and everything but the key just was a better deal now but yeah, because um, in order to get the premium auto, I had to go auto. I had to go up too high. I had to go up. It's like five thousand dollars more than the Kia, and I was like, I'm trying to save money here. So, um. okay. So this is. I suspected that part of your motivation for this one was to challenge me to see if I would lower my standards to drive a Kia. That's what I suspected this was. That's one another reason why I chose a Cadillac. Number two, I knew that you were going to bring up this new car average price being like fifty thousand dollars. So, yeah. well, you should have. I, I said it when we first talked about it. <laughs> right. So I said, okay, Stanley's real motivation was to see if I could find something that I could live with for less than fifty thousand dollars. And I knew you knew I could do it, but because Again, I started off with this. I would not buy a new car. The only exception being that if I really wanted that Mustang, I'd have to buy a new because it just came out. 
like yeah. that particular month. So that really was the only exception. That being said, I okay, I gave myself separate challenge. Oh gosh, I said, "What is the most expensive?" Oh gosh, what is the most? Well, that's probably not even the right word. Expensive is not the right word. What is the most? value in a used car I can buy today under $50,000. Because that's okay. the average. So, can I get under the average and leave with something that is worth way more than that same amount of money will get me in a new car? Make sense? Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm fixing to forward you an email you can click on said email and go to the link to the page. I am gonna I'm gonna do that. So let's say the see if I understand you correctly. You want it to stay under the fifty thousand dollar national average. That's right. To get as close far as possible. Did you really just send me that? And it is all the boxes of what I would drive. All the boxes. White. See, that's cheap. That's cheap one because it was on Bringer Trailer. And I actually had this conversation with uh, with, with somebody today. That is a sweet car. First, I'll, you know what? I, could, I can come back to that. That is a pretty car. <laughs> wow. How long ago did this sell? Like yesterday. Oh, so, yes, sir, today. Today, I said the wow. most car I could get today for the under fifty thousand dollars. I could have so, got it today. So why didn't you get that car today? Well, because I don't have that kind of money. And two, uh, uh, look, look, you're talking to the wrong person. The crowd, the crowd doesn't believe you either. I don't have fifty thousand dollars to spend on anything. Okay, so okay. let alone, okay. let alone you, a. a a 911 Carrera S. So you are a cool order. It, it is a 2009 911 Carrera S coupe. It's a 997.2 Carrera S coupe. Sold on Bring a Trailer for $47,750. So, yeah. And only had 54,000 miles. With the brown leather. White paint, gold wheel. All mm. of the boxes are checked, except for the transmission. Not a manual. I had to mm. give. I had to give somewhere. I think if it were a manual, it would have been fifty-eight thousand dollars. I would have completely ruined my my theory. But I guess you can buy a Porsche, a reasonably new Porsche. It ain't that old. For under mm-hmm. that do exist with lower miles, I meaning like it's got fifteen hundred miles, but less than a hundred thousand. Um, very well built, very well engineered car that you could drive every day. Maybe not with a car seat, but you could drive it every day and love it pretty much every day for under fifty thousand. 
All right. First of all, that is a 100% typical bill thing to do. And I see why you did it. And there was there's absolutely justified case for what you did. And that is what you would do. Part of the challenge was is to make you find a new car that you would actually buy and do all those things. But knowing you, you wouldn't go with a new car because, you know, you're allergic to such things. Uh, <laughs> Look how much more value I can get in the used market. Why wouldn't anybody, if you're shopping on a budget and you need to get the cheapest thing to do the job. Yeah. And you don't, be I, I, don't be I'll give you a I give you a legitimate reason why you wouldn't, uh, why a normal, why we would do this because we would go to cars and bids and things like that. We we would we would try that process out just for the experience alone, you know. Um, but most people, they're going to a dealership or CarMax or something like that, and they're looking for a car. And I don't know if you looked at how much used cars cost right now, but I, I, I think you would. <laughs> And I think what you just said was partially correct. I think most people go to a dealership or a car lot looking for a car payment. Yes. And, and that's the other thing is most people are going to finance this vehicle as well. Stop financing your car. Buy your car. Uh, everybody, don't got 50, everybody don't got a $60,000 in the bank for the, car, for the car limit. I don't have $50,000 for a car either save your money, ride your bike or your bus or whatever till you've got the money by the car. Now, I'm going to show you what I would do with what you just said. Uh, and this is a quick search, so don't don't hold me to this. You see your I, would do, I would do this right there. Oh, my goodness. And that's a 2018 BMW X3 uh, M, uh, M40i. So yeah, it's not the it's not the official M car, but you know I can live with 355 horsepower. I'm cool with that. Is this <laughs> sale? Five days, bro. Yeah. That's selling for more than fifty thousand dollars. It is sell. I, it may sell for more than fifty thousand dollars, but uh, as I was telling somebody today, and I I do believe this. Uh, when you get on websites like that. What Kelly Blue Book says a car is worth goes right out the door. It's just how much people are willing to spend on it. 100%. That's the value of any, by the yeah. way. Whatever people are willing to spend on it is what it's worth. Yeah. But in this, in that market, is uh, where in that market, Kelly Blue Book and places like that don't really set the market price. It is legit. Like we saw, we've looked on cars on there and like, gasped at how little that car sold for. It was like, how did that? That Porsche, I have no idea. Well, there's one reason why that car sold for that price. It's an automatic. Besides that, there is no... What's that other one? Minor accident repair in 2016. That's the reason? That's, that's, that's probably the bigger reason than the automatic. Look, I can deal with that. You can deal with that. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, hundred percent, I can deal with it. But uh, unless, because and the other part about it is, you and I aren't really buying cars for investments. I'm dropping this thing. <laughs> nope. I didn't, you know. I so know, I don't know that there will ever come a point in my life 
where I buy a car as an investment? I don't believe they would either. Um, uh, as I was talking to, uh, there's, let's say that I had an unlimited budget. Wait a minute. You did buy a car for an investment. What are you talking about? You got seven Land Cruisers in your dad over there. Shut your mouth. All right. So let's (laughs) say that I had an unlimited budget and that money was not a factor in any part of my life. I had the money to do whatever I want, whenever I want. No exception. Which is what you're close close to right now. Travel by helicopter, right? Money's not a problem. Who cares? Just throwing money away. I'm Mr. Beast. I'm just handing money out. All right, so let's say that's the scenario. And I could literally just buy any car I want in any quantity I want. I'm not buying a car to stick it in a garage and not drive. There's not a car on planet Earth that I look at and think, I'd buy that and stick it in the garage and not drive it. Not a single one. Nope. I, I wish buy this car. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I, I understand why people do that. And, you know, I, I'll look at Meacham and whatever and see this car that's 40 years old with 30, 30 miles on it. And I'll gasp at it too. But that just ain't, that, that just ain't who I am. I'm, I'm not that guy. There, okay. So there's there's this place in Canada called August Luxury Motor Cars, right? If you watch uh, Daily Driven Exotics, they get a lot of their cars from there. I, I also follow just the dealership because they have a cool inventory. They have got like a 2006 or 7 Ford GT right now that mm-hmm. is still in the plastic, like just has the delivery miles on it, like 15 miles. Wow. 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 Why? 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 Why would you buy that car and go, yeah, I'm just never going to drive it? Okay, yeah. look, Gene Haas, right? Owns, uh-huh. owns Haas Automation, owns, he's got a ton of money. He's doing okay. Owns a Formula yep. One team, right? Doing all right. That's getting by. He has a, a new Ford GT, whatever that is, like a 2019 or 18 or whatever, whenever that was. 17. Yeah. The last time I saw it, it only had delivery miles on it. He had actually never driven it. The only person who had actually driven it was one of the NASCAR Cup drivers because that's who was there the day Ford delivered it to the race car shop. And he unloaded it and drove it around the parking lot and brought it inside and parked it. The only person who's driven it. Wow. I can't wrap my head around that. It hurts my head to think about that you would own that car. I, I don't get it. I mean, I need an, a return on my v- investment that I personally enjoy. But money 50 years later when I sell it is not a tangible return on the investment because you know what? I could die tomorrow. Yep. Well, that's also where we're different is, um, you know, we may make we may have investments and everything and may have savings accounts and stuff like that but we appreciate cars because they are a they're not a fashion statement to us right you know 
is not a status symbol to us. We, right. I mean, I would probably never own a Ferrari, but Ooh. if I had the money, I would drive one. <laughs> yeah, if I uh, had the money, I'd have a FF or a Parasangue, or I'd have something I could use and beat yeah. on. Yeah, and I sure would drive it. Like now, would I drive it every day? Maybe not, but I'm driving it. It's gonna get, it's gonna get miles on it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But listen, I think too. Here's the difference. I'm a I'm always going to be a function over fashion decider. If you give so me, why didn't, so why didn't you pick the Kia? I want I it to work. I want it. I don't want it to not work. I want it to work. That's so the I last time. It will last forever. I think that's the first time anybody made you be quiet. You didn't have a comeback. Since your daughter was born, and you just gasped at the beauty of uh, of your daughter. You know, I just guessed with the beauty of the top of your head while you were laughing is what I was like. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. Now we're looking at the skin that is uh, is, is showing more as I age. Okay, track it. I get you. All right, so on that note, Bill calling me bald. Uh, it's been about an hour. Uh, yes. I don't want to keep you from your family too long. And I know I'm going to keep you for a little bit after we get off this, uh, after we record this. So, uh, uh, travel safe to Cali, come back so we can do this some more, so your family can love on you some more, and, you know. Listen, I think people should understand if they stuck with it this, this long, um, at the end of all this, you're driving a Kia, and I'm driving a Honda, Honda, and so really, at, at the heart of it, we're both a couple of cheapskates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they know that. <laughs> I think they know that. I think they know that. Because I could have spent way more money than I spent on this Daniel Mazda. And I was like, nah, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to overspend for this Lexus that my wife really likes. Not doing that. Nope. Uh, not doing it. Not doing it. But anyway. Night, Bill. Hi, Stanley.